Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. It's Balloon Party driven by Mugganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. My name is Tim McKernan. What? You know, Jackson, yeah. 23 years in the market. Mm-hmm. And yet, still, I would say, and I know most ladies say, I look like I'm like, 12 mainly because the height thing yeah yeah the beard kind of puts you i'd say right about 23 yeah but i could be like a viani freshman with this yeah so theoretically let's say you go back to the university of missouri you get those last eight credit hours i don't think people would i think you would just be like oh this is another ladies would love my style and i'd get bottle service at my house right yeah and it would just be like oh there's this another one of our classmates how would my wife and two children feel they would feel like you know daddy's going to get his education that's right yeah, I'm You're, an example. You are. You are a, a beacon, a beacon of of hope for all. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's the overarching theme for today's show. Tim is a beacon of hope. Adam Wainwright, an inspiration as well. Take a listen to the call from Chip Carey last night on Bailey's, accessible to three percent of the listening audience. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hold on a second. Jackson's distracted by who's going to be captain of the Blues at 11:30. How about the fact that 101 ESPN sends out a graphic about the upcoming hockey season and you are the face of the campaign? Who else would be? I mean, the voice of the blues is on the station. Yeah. It's waiting. I'm waiting to hear who would be a better option. Uh, I have the... I have. Oh, uh, good. Okay. It's just, uh, you know... It's a time warp. Right, right. Be honest with me. Were you watching this? No. Okay. Good. I respect that. Yeah. No. I've. That's. Uh, it's. I've moved on. It is now football season. Oh my! Hold on. Wow. I, now I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to move on from my support of you. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, I've. I've. I've moved on. So what like are you doing? Watching Browns and Steelers? A little bit. And then, uh, well, I have a lot of Nick Chubb spread across uh, fantasy teams. Well, I mean that. That ended quickly. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I stopped. Were you just watching for updates on the off chance that he came back out? No, no, I stopped watching that game too. So then what were you watching? Uh, I watched, I'm almost done with Peaky Blinders, and then I read. Yeah, so that was my uh, my Monday evening on the I don't the know hill. if we're on YouTube or not, or if that standoff's continuing, but if you're watching on YouTube, you were handsomely rewarded with what I would say was an 89-mile-an-hour toss of my water bottle across the studio. Well, I guess I'll open up the Air Comfort Service text line. Well, what are people expecting me to watch? Probably Peaky Blinders. Right. It's a good show. Killian. You, I, I, you, you kind of like Killian Murphy more than a platonic way. No, no. I just, I, I think he... And hey, that's, that's fine. He was just underrated for years, and then he got his chance to shine, and he shines so bright. Talk about uh, beacons oh my, of hope. Let me tell you something. This show has been on for decades. <laughs> right. 20 months, 21 months. 
Nice. Of Radio Glory. One hour so. midday excellence. Mm-hmm. We're up for awards for best one hour midday show in markets 20 through 75. Yep. Yeah, I'm feeling good about our chances. I, I agree. <laughs> That's going to be hosted in Des Moines. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> and never in the 21 month history of this show has Lisa attacked you. No. Yeah. No. This is your wake-up call. No. Lisa says, Jackson, and she would never say what the hell. Right. So I want to make that clear. Mm-hmm. And neither would I. Right. But she says, Jackson, WTH, it's Adam Wainwright. No, I, trust me, like. Were you aware this was going on? Yes. I saw it on Twitter, and then I watched all the highlights and saw it. But you didn't watch it live. No. Because you were watching Peaky Blinders. Yeah, and then I read. I need another water bottle. <laughs> you want my gobbly greenness? I'm, I have to tell you, I'm a little taken aback. Because I, I wasn't watching the Cardinals? If you would have said I was tired and I had to get to bed early and I get we all get up mm-hmm. early for doing TMA, I would have understood. But you knew it was going on and you still said I need to be ravished by Killian Murphy's baby blues. Yes. Well, have you seen Peaky Blinders? It's riveting. Absolutely captivating television. He's a wonderful Irishman, uh, I I believe the Grand Marshal of the 2024 St. Patrick's Day Parade. We're in negotiations, appearance fee thing. Uh, I'm certainly aware of it. I haven't watched it. I wouldn't need the subtitles because essentially that's my natural dialect. Sure. Uh, This is where I have to force myself to talk like an educated near graduate of the University of Missouri Journalism School. But once I was aware that Adam Wainwright uh, was dazzling, I switched on over. And I was like, oh, I haven't watched this much Cardinal baseball with this much intensity probably since they were slapping it around with the Philadelphia Phillies last October. Mm -hmm. And I was into it, brother. I'm I'm happy for you. I need another water bottle. I mean, does it, like, it doesn't take away that I watched it on Twitter as opposed to watching it on television. It's the, oh, so you watched it on Twitter? I saw that he got to 200 and I watched his, the speech he gave to the fans and his but interview with the cat. But you knew what was going on and you still chose yeah. Killian Murphy and my forefathers yeah. from Ireland. Yeah, it's more Birmingham, but uh, certainly a lot of the IRA has all been there. Yeah, that's who I'm more of a Sinn Féin guy myself. Right. Uh, it's not like Jackson's job is committing, commenting on great sports moments in St. Louis, guys. Let's give him a break. That's from the 636. Ridiculous! I'm almost 80 and watched all the game and all the post game. That's, that's a 314. That's no surprise. Piggy Blinders is the best. That's from the 646. That's support. I mean, I'm is just, your burner area code 646? Like, once the team is way out of it, like, I apologized, but I kind of tune it out. And I know that Adam Wainwright, I saw what was happening, love Adam Wainwright, and I saw all of the magic just on my phone as opposed to flipping on the television. You're getting some support for the Peaky Blinders thing, I have to tell you. People I will, know. Peaky Blinders is a really good show. Yeah, it is. And so it's tough to turn it off. You know, Jackson's a wuss! Yeah. From the 314. I get it, right. Is Jackson really from St. Louis? It's from the 3 and 4. No, he's New York. Born and raised. Born and raised in St. Louis. My mom's from Long Island. Right. My dad, he's a uh, central Illinois man. But you went to Ladue. I did. I did go to Ladue Horton Watkins High School. All right. Well, I'm alarmed. But nonetheless, I'll continue on with this monologue I've typed out. 
<laughs> I was so happy last night watching that. I really was. Yeah. Now I realize that's not like, oh, hold on a second. <laughs> Controversial host. <laughs> I, look at Colin Coward contrarian school this morning. But I really, I mean, I was so happy. I can't say enough good things about Adam Wainwright in general, which I would imagine anybody who has either had the opportunity to meet him would say, or has had a chance to just watch him interact with people would say. So that is not by any means a groundbreaking observation, which I am well aware of. Here is here is what separates this for me. It actually has some similarities parallel-wise to what took place with Albert Pujols last year. Now, I'm not going to compare winning 200 games to hitting 700 home runs. But in both cases, uh, it did not look like either one had a really good chance of happening. Another similarity is in both cases, you did not think Albert Pujols would hit 700 runs and said so here on the end. You did not think Adam Wainwright would win 200 games. Said, and I almost felt like you were pulling against them, honestly. Pedals the mush. Yeah, you are mushing. But uh, th- that that emotion that we saw from Adam Wainwright was so real, so organic, and I th- and also the support from his team. I mean, the reaction, you got to kind of like zoom in on it. Uh, somebody posted this on the TMA fan page on Facebook of Jordan Walker's reaction when Tommy Edmond catches that ball right oh, in front yeah. of him. Yeah, I mean, that's like a fist pump that they just won an NLDS. For real, yeah. From Jordan Walker, a guy who spent one season with Adam Wainwright that shows the respect he has for his teammate who is 20-plus years his senior. Um, I am so happy for him because that was his quest. And he was able to pull it off. And I think if there were odds in Las Vegas on him getting to 200 wins in mid-August, what do you think it would have been? Like, Plus 850. Oh, I think it would have been higher than that because that's, say, an 8.5 to 1. I mean, there's just no sign of it. And then the way he started against a team, and I realize most people probably aren't paying attention to the pennant races since the Cardinals haven't been a participant this year. The Brewers have been on a heater. Not necessarily because their offense, more because of their pitching, and you saw that on display last night, considering it was one run that got it done for the Cardinals. Um, but that's what he wanted. His career warrants getting to this goal that he wanted so badly, and perhaps that's the last time he ever throws a pitch in Major League Baseball. I think there is a real chance. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the last time he'll be on a baseball field, but I think that could be the last time. And if that's what he wants to do, God bless. If not, games have no relevance to any outcome for the Cardinals this year. Um, I'm so thrilled for him. Uh, and I bet 50% of the listeners have had a firsthand interaction with Adam Wainwright at some point, and you can get the sense for how genuine he is. Right. Uh, he's also a wonderful interview. Plenty of times I would listen to his interviews with Randy Carricker and Brooke Grimsley and Kerry Davis and Matt Rocchio on the opening drive. And I'd go, man, I couldn't disagree with him anymore, but I don't think it's coming from a place of I'm going to spin. Mm-hmm. It's because his natural disposition is one of optimism. And I'm envious that that's the way he goes through his life because I go through my life the complete opposite way. But his is genuine. So is mine, unfortunately. But his is absolutely genuine. And even when the team clearly is a dumpster fire in June, he's going, I just think we're a winning streak away. you know. And that's who he is. That's how he is. And that's how he carried himself for two decades for the Cardinals. Uh, he addressed the fans last night uh, following... Uh, Helsley closing that game out for him in the ninth inning, and here is what he had to say to the Bush Stadium crowd and those watching on Bailey's. First of all, my wife Jenny, I love you. 
my kiddos. I love y'all so much. But I love this city. I love being a St. Louis Cardinal. And I love that I got to play my whole career here. Thank you all so much for embracing me. I love you. It makes me sick to sit here and listen to this. That was Adam Wainwright's goal. I bought the team. The team sucks. He sucks. He stayed around two years too long, McKernan. He stole money. Stop with this BS. It's from the 870. Is that your burner account? I, I pray that that's satirical. Uh, this person texted at 807 with a similar thought. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah, because that did scream TMA listener coming in. Merle and Oakville Merle vibes. Oakville vibes. That's good read on your part. I agree. That's why I went immediately text history, and this person really feels strongly about that. Adam Wainwright pitched very well for the first five months of 2022. There's a lot of revisionist history. Adam Wainwright made $175 million. Um, another 17 wasn't going to allow him to get a home in Ladue. Right. Stealing money when, I mean, he was paid to do a service. He did that service. He might not have done it up to your standards, but he did perform the service. I would tell you this, if the Cardinals actually were, let's say, in the spot that the Brewers have been in, Mm -hmm. or the Cubs, or the Reds, Adam Wainwright would not have won 200 games this year. Do you follow my logic? Right. Because they wouldn't have kept trotting him out. No, and understandably so. And the thing is, actually, over the last couple starts, Adam Wainwright's been the best Cardinal starter. And I don't know how the hell he did it, but that's the thing. How the hell did Albert Pujols do that? Right. Pools did it in a division-winning season. Wainwright did it in a season where that might be the highlight of the season. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think of something else, and I can't. That was, uh, I'm just, I mean, listen, here's the thing. If they were in the pennant race, Mm -hmm. and they kept trotting him out there, I would be, it would be one of the the rare things where I actually would be truly screaming on the radio about and, and being as genuine as can be. But I don't think they would have done that. No. So considering that these are exhibitions and tryouts for 2024, or let's show other teams what our players can do for trading this offseason, it's irrelevant. Yeah. And if you really think that Adam Wainwright like stole money, hey, maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's what happened. It certainly wouldn't necessarily be on brand and would go against pattern of past practice, but maybe he is a thief who you know, thought to himself, I don't know if my family can get by on $158 million. But if I can get another 17, we might be able to pay the mortgage. Mm -hmm. And so, you know what? Maybe we need to lead an investigative piece. And when you're done with Peaky Blinders, you can launch that piece. Well, season six, we're almost there. They're almost there. Uh, All right. uh, Your thoughts are welcome. 314-399-9646. Taylor Twelman will join us. Uh, City with its biggest home game ever. That sounds like I'm doing Mike Greenberg's thing, but I'm really speaking the truth. It's their biggest home game ever tomorrow night against LAFC, and uh, they're coming off of a draw with Houston, a goal in the 87th minute from Klaus. They needed that. You can make a case. They just need a point tomorrow. Uh, that atmosphere will be outstanding, I bet, at City Park tomorrow. Taylor Twelman coming up at uh, approximately 1035, am I correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, we will also have the Little Piddles Angry Beaver. It seems like today's a half and a half day. It is. Are these questions on the Cardinals, Missouri? Missouri, the Blues and their captaincy at 11.30, or Killian Murphy and his eyes blue or green? I don't know. All of it sans Killian. But if you want Killian questions, I got You them. will have them. All right, that's coming up. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan St. Louis Acura, Nolton Toyota, 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. 
Let's experience the best of both worlds. It's time again for a little Piddles Half and Half. Presented by the Angry Beaver. A couple of blocks south of Bush Stadium. Mention Piddles for $5 off any pizza. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party. It's driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. My name is Tim McKernan. That's Action Jackson. We have Taylor Twelman with us, presented by Together Credit Union, coming up at 1035. Uh, and now we have the Little Piddles Half and Half, which is presented to you by the Angry Beaver. Jackson, fire away. These sure. Be, uh, all Peaky Blinders questions. No, no. Although if you want, like, most underrated Killian performance, we can talk about that. But we'll start with Wayne, though. Okay. Wayne earned his 200th win last night, capping off an incredible career with the Redbirds as a perfect bookend to an illustrious journey. Trying to think of other STL sports legend and their kind of cap-tip final milestone moments, what are some others you can think of, and where does this one rank? <sighs> Not too many out there, because, you know, so it's seldom that... A, player would stick around St. Louis for their entire career like Wayno. God, I don't know on that. What comes to mind for you? Obviously, recency bias, but sure. Pujols' well, yeah, thing. I mean, that, that, that kind of goes without saying, so I was trying to go deeper into the... But the way Pujols' thing happened was different than Wayno's. Wayno did it at home. There was kind of a slight buildup, not the same buildup as Pujols, but Pujols hitting back-to-back, you know, back-to-back... At bats, kind as of as weird as it is, and I think Albert Pujols would probably say this. Like, if he had a choice, if you could have a choice, uh-huh. the way that it happened was probably ideal. Oh, I would say op- opposite for Albert Pujols. I'm well, for the Pujols. fans, hundred percent opposite. Right. But like for Pujols, he doesn't have to go through like the lead up to like six ninety nine count. I think he would. I think he would have liked to have done it in St. Louis. I mean, oh, Adam I was saying that himself. He said, you know, if I wouldn't have done it tonight, we're going to San Diego. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's like to Tony Gwynn himself. Tony Gwynn, speaking of San Diego, he was one hit away from hitting three thousand in St. Louis. Yeah. You know where he did it? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Montreal. Oh wow. Well, I only know that because Tim Kirkjian was on this very That's presentation right. and told that anecdote. And told that anecdote. Um, but. You know, I mean, you can't go from, if it's not going to be your home ballpark, Yeah, the next best would probably be Bush Stadium, and yeah. then the worst would have been, especially at that time, I mean, you're playing in front of friends and family in Montreal. So, um, yeah, I mean, L.A. is outstanding, and he spent a lot of time in, well, both the Angels and Dodgers organization when you combine them, so he's in Southern California, but still, for it to be back-to-back and late at night. Yeah, for sure. It was an Apple game, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. It was, but you know, I could argue with it. Right. Um, it wasn't his last game, but Ozzie Smith and Willie McGee in 1996 had a big Labor Day game. The Cardinals and Astros when they were battling the Astros for a division championship, and it was awesome that the two of them combined. Right. That's a little random. Yeah. I, I like. I know it's not his final moment, and it's it's way different. But like Carpenter. Like one of his last moments that I remember is winning that game five of the 2011 NLDS and that absolute battle against his well, very close friend Roy Halladay. Like that's pretty special, yeah. you know. That's not certainly not like what Wayno did last night. It's different, but it's up there. I was yeah. Was Ozzy's last year in '98? Uh, '96. '96. Okay. Yeah, it was like maybe like the last backflip, but even that's way different. Uh, yeah, I mean his last at bat came in a blowout loss in Game Seven of the Braves. Oh wow. In Fulton County Stadium, last game ever, or no, last uh, Cardinal game ever, they played the World Series there against the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it looked like when they were up 3-1 to one against the Braves that Ozzie Smith was going to get to go out possibly as a world champion and play against the New York Yankees. Sweet mother of mercy. Right. And instead, they lost that 3-1 series lead, and they were down, I don't know, Donovan Osborne sweat a bunch and gave up a bunch of runs, and the Cardinals were down by like 10 after one inning. 
and the Fulton County Stadium fans are giving Ozzie Smith a, a you know standing ovation as he fouls out to end his career. It was incredibly anticlimactic. But a month earlier, he and Willie McGee had this big Labor Day game. Um, see, I'll go into the text inbox. I bet the the fine listeners have some more. Matt Holiday home runs. Yeah. Nice play. Great Nicely call. done. Really good call. Nicely done. Yeah, that was awesome. It wasn't a milestone, but yeah, that 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 was phenomenal, especially the way that was going. Yeah, that's a great, great call. Nobody with the Rams because they, you know, if they had some, it would have happened in L.A. You know, you tool, Ozzy Smith, Tim. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I need a verb somewhere, just somewhere, preferably in the middle. Anywhere I'd take. Yeah. Jackson, do you have a second question presented by Angry Beaver? The Blues plan to announce their 24th captain today. We'll carry it live here on 101 ESPN yeah, at 1130. Who do you think it will be? Do you think they will pick a young guy with a multi-year contract like Robert Thomas? How confident are you in the Blues being competitive in the race this year? Wow. Yeah. I mean, you got a fastball and then just really nice right. change up there in part B. <sighs> Who do I think or who would I like it to be? Well, let's do both. Okay, fine. Think first. Think Shen, want Thomas. Got it. And then question B, and my reasoning for Thomas is he's the one who's going to be here for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Let's start building that up now. I realize most likely, which now tends to your second slash third question, most likely this isn't going to be, you know, a 2019 caliber. Well, it is going to be a 2019 caliber season, but even a 2021 caliber season. Um but I'm intrigued by it. See, this is the thing that, that, that I don't mind an organization turning the page. Right. And then there's still a bridge uh, with, with obviously Thomas and Cairo from, well, Cairo isn't part of the 19 team, but Thomas part of the 19 team to this new era. Sometimes you need to turn the page and it kind of gets into a cardinal observation. I just, when you look at the pitching staff that they have right now and some questions with who's going to be in the outfield next year, it's just so far away that I'm like, okay, I feel like the Cardinals, it's like they're still in the nursing home, so to speak, and they're not turning the page on getting back to competing, even if competing isn't going to be for a couple of years. Even though I'm not thinking maybe the Blues can win the Cup this year, certainly enjoy it, I at least feel like we're watching the process begin toward it as opposed to watching the body decay. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. So with that said, even if I'm not necessarily thinking Stanley Cup playoffs in a deep run, I'm excited to watch the young players develop and come into their own, and therefore that's why I'd like to see Thomas start to carry the role that he most likely will need to have, which is wearing the C. So there's my reasoning, Jackson. Yeah, and I guess I can announce officially it will not be me. I am not going to be the captain of the St. Louis Blues. I know people are waiting until 1130. But oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's not, it is not okay. me. Yeah. Wow. 314-399-9646. Yeah, I think it's a miss. I think you're going to look back at this moment, you know, come mid-March or April and say, man. What this team could have been had you been Captain? Captain. Okay. Right. Well, all right. Jackson has said it. He broke the story, kind of one-upping BK and Ferrario, but they won't be happy about that. But uh, you can live with that and deal with management after walking out these doors at 11 o'clock. Have fun, brother. Well, you know, the race is still open. It's just I have, I'm out. Yeah, but I think people expected it to be you. I know Taylor Twelman will be with us at uh, 1035. He's presented to you by Together Credit Union. And then we will finish off the program with Little Piddles Half and Half, presented by Angry Beaver. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and all Toyota on 101 ESPN. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We're heading down to the pitch to talk soccer and City SC with Taylor Twelman. Talking with Twelman on 101 ESPN. Is presented by the City SC debit card. Exclusively at Together Credit Union. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party. It's driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. Taylor Twelman coming up in this segment. Presented to you by Together Credit Union. Huge game tomorrow night between City and LAFC. Should be an incredible atmosphere. Forecast optimal and the game critical. And joining us right now to talk it over, ladies and gentlemen, presented to you every Tuesday here on 101 ESPN. By Together Credit Union, Taylor Twelman. Morning, Taylor. Good morning. How are you, buddy? I am wonderful. How fired up are you for tomorrow night? Oh, buddy. It's going to be the game of the year. Game of the year. Nothing better than that. It's got everything going for it. Uh, first time in a while they'll be at home and everything with regards to the importance of the Western Conference on the line as well. Uh, let me ask you two questions here because you have been here. You've been championing St. Louis and MLS with your peers. Uh, this is a moment for St. Louis to shine. Uh, your anticipation of what we'll see at City Park with regards to the atmosphere and your thoughts on how the team will approach this incredibly important matchup with LAFC. Yeah, I just think, listen, Tim, this is one of the more, if not the most, educated fan bases in this league. They're, they know exactly what's at stake Wednesday night. I think if we would have told all of the fans and I think the city of St. Louis that this is exactly what's going to happen at the beginning of the year, you and I would have been disingenuous. That right. would have been a little bit misleading. But the fact is, you've gotten to this point after 30-plus weeks to get here where you know if you win, you get three points against LAFC, you basically short up the number one seed in the Western Conference. I think the players know it. I think the coaching staff knows it. I know the owners know it. I, I think if City Park delivers in that fashion, it makes a huge statement. On the other side, if they lose and LAFC comes into your house and beats you in a must-win game, that all of a sudden now raises questions on how this team's going to finish the year. I think the success of this year and how they do in the playoffs all depends on the result Wednesday night. Wow. Uh, would you uh, accept a draw? Yes, absolutely. Who are, are you asking Taylor to accept the draw? Or are you asking Bradley Carnell? Are you asking... You know, Lutz Fondenstiel in 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 Carolyn. Are that who you're asking? I, uh, I I gather the answer could be different depending on who I'm asking, right? Yeah, I, I think I think if you're Bradley Cardinal, Lutz Fondenstiel, they may be a little different. I know Lutz as competitive as he is. He wants three points. He wants to make sure that they put a bow on this season and win the number one seed in the West, win the Western Conference, 
enforce anyone that wants to win in the West to go through St. Louis. I know that's what he wants. Bradley Carnell, seeing how this team is really struggling to see results out, they're giving up a ton of goals late in games. I think Bradley Carnell, when given the option, he would easily take a point. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you about that. I mean, they 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 got the equalizer in the 87th minute on on Saturday against Houston, but the way the team has performed defensively, giving up so many chances, is it is it your assessment that they look a little tired later in games? Is that is that fair to say? How do you characterize it? Yeah, I think it's part. I think it's a byproduct of the system, byproduct yeah, of the style. Yeah. I also think Bradley Carnell, Tim, needs to grow into really making the right moves in the right times. I've said this a couple times with you this year. I'm going to say throughout the entire year. It's his first full season as a head coach. He's going to have some bumps in the road. He's going to have some growing pains. And I think with the style of play that St. Louis City play, and they are trying to implement for 90 minutes, oftentimes the second half subs are going to determine whether or not you leave with three points or not. Mm -hmm. That falls on the manager because I do believe that in this style of play, you've got to have a second phase to it. You've got to have the ability to say, hold on a minute. We're at LA Galaxy. We're up 2-0 at halftime. Under no circumstances should we lose this lead, and yet they do. I think to answer your question, if they're losing in the second half, the style plays into that. I think there's a bigger concern when they're in the lead. Can they finish it out in a professional manner? I think that's still a concern. How do you think they will approach uh, their starters tomorrow? What do you think we're going to see? You think we'll see Klaus? You think we'll see Watts? You think we're going to go Big Sam, Nico? You could go with Derwinski? What uh, what direction do you think they will go? I'll be shocked if they don't go their best 11 available. Yeah. I will be shocked if they don't, knowing that this is your regular season. This puts the stamp in the number one team chasing you. I understand Houston's behind them, but make no mistake about it, LAFC with the game in hand, I I just look at it, you've got to take advantage of this. LAFC is going to eventually play more games than you in the remaining part of the year. They've got Campione's Cup. To answer your question, I'll be shocked if it's not their best 11 available. This will be many uh, St. Louisans' first time seeing a playoff caliber game slash atmosphere, although City Park certainly has delivered playoff caliber atmospheres throughout the course of the season, but with so much on the line. Um, you've played it. You've experienced it. What kind of... We will really see differences in the style of play tomorrow night. Will it be all out on, on both sides? Uh, it will be all out on both sides, absolutely. I don't think the style of play changes at all for St. Louis City. If anything, the playoffs almost, you know, the sloppier, high-intense game at times that almost is what st louis city is mm-hmm. yeah. you know they're not the cleanest of teams lafc is the clean team and the problem with lafc very similar to club america is if they play through that high press good luck trying to chase them down yeah. and that's the real concern tim i think for uh, for st louis city club america played at a high pace yeah. but they had quality lafc is club america you know the version of club america in major league soccer and I think that's a concern for Carnell and, the, and his players. You bring up uh, what we saw with uh, Club America and, and, and League's Cup. What have you seen from Leuven since uh, League's Cup? Um, is it the addition of their players that's lessening his load? Has he not been as involved overall lately? Do you think he's tiring? He's indifferent to me. I, I don't know. I think it's a great question. I think it's a question that St. Louis City and their staff are talking about and trying to assess behind closed doors. 
Uh, he's not the same player that we saw before the injury. And whether or not that's working the load management, making sure he's fresh, I'm of the the mindset, having been someone that needed this, you got to allow Edwin Leuven to play through it. And I think if you try to be too hands-on with him, you're going to perpetuate the duckness, for lack of a better word, of Edwin Leuven's game right now. Because he doesn't look... I'm indifferent with how he looks right now. And if they're going to do anything in the playoffs and heading into the playoffs, he's got to be their best player. There it is. You can catch it tomorrow night, whether you're going to City Park or watching it on Apple TV, St. Louis City going up against LAFC. Biggest game to date for this franchise, and it's all taking place tomorrow night. Taylor, always enjoy the conversation, sir. Thank you so much, and really looking forward to talking about this one with you next week here on 101 ESPN. Thanks, brother. Yeah, buddy, I'll be sleeping at City Park tonight, my man. Yeah, there he is. He's going to tent out it. There he is. Taylor Twelman brought to you by Together Credit Union tomorrow night. You can catch this one with City and LAFC. Uh, currently six points separating them, but as Taylor made reference to LAFC with the game in hand, this will be City's 30th game, and they could put a big gap between them and LAFC if they can get three points. 314-399-9646. That's the number for the Air Comfort Service. Text line, you miss anything? Tell her Twelman or our conversation on Adam Wainwright slash Peaky Blinders. You can go back and podcast at Dobbs Tire and Auto Center's podcast. Jackson and I will record the Tim McKernan Show podcast at some point. Jackson, I don't want to put you on the spot. I mean, maybe today. I don't have a sound story today. Maybe today. I, I don't know if you got plans if you're going to go home and watch the rest of season six. Some peaky blinders. I... It's a good ball striking day. Thinking about oh, doing some ball striking. Where are you going? San Luis Country Club? Mm, no, they have an event. OWCC? <laughs> Maybe. Never Bell Reeve? I mean, tips. These are all places that are vying to have me. Wow, sounds I'm like kind I have of to a free do my podcast agent. by myself. That's fine. I mean, no, we can. I mean, Doesn't sound like there's a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Your questions, comments uh, for uh, my podcast, The Tim McKernan Show, Jackson, and I talking it over uh, sports and non sports topics. We welcome your hate mail. Yeah, oh, always. Uh, I'm giving out $150 via Venmo to an email for QFTA that angers me. Yep. Yeah, and but you're capping it. This is you're, you're not going to say I'm not going to that. That's the cap, and I'll Venmo to you. Listeners oh, yeah. know who listen to this. I, I, I Venmo right away. Um, but you got to use your real name. You know, burner to. accounts. I'm just not. Yeah, because anyone can say anything from a burner sure. account. Thank you, Jackson. So there it is. Uh, TMC, and that, that should incentivize many of you. TMCKERNAN at InsideSTL.com. We'll wrap up the program with Little Piddles Half and Half, presented by Angry Beaver in the next segment. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. Mungan S, St. Louis Acura, to presenting sponsor. Jackson's got this uh, Little Pills Angry Beaver half and half. Jackson, questions two, three, four, five, and 6 here in a matter of 7 minutes. Let's do it. Well, we did questions 1 and 2. So. Oh, I apologize. Questions 3, 4, 5, 6 in a matter of 7 minutes. Too. If the Missouri Tigers are unsuccessful in their effort to fill the Dome as much as they can and they play in front of about, let's say, 35,000, that would be about half full, mm-hmm, do you mm-hmm. think the days of Missouri playing games in St. Louis will be short-lived? Yes. Do you think that would materially affect their efforts to grab more of a foothold in the St. Louis market? No. Do you think this has everything to do with the matchup? Uh, no. Oh, wow. No. 
we'll elaborate just a touch on the, sure. on the last one. That, that one interests me the most. Well, I mean, the way you phrased it, do I think it has everything to do with the matchup? No. That's easy. You think it? You think the lack of enthusiasm has everything to do with the matchup? I think for this particular game, yes. I think. Well, yeah. Well, this is where they're playing Memphis. So yes. Right. Yeah, I think this that. is like doing the National Football <laughs> League when you don't have a great point, and you just say, "Well, in the National Hockey League." Right. But my point is great, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's because Memphis doesn't move the needle. And had this been, but that's the thing. It's a, such a catch twenty two because you're not gonna, you can't use an SEC game where you need right. that home right. atmosphere. But that's what's gonna get fans to come to the game. Maybe if they did like the Illinois thing, I think if it's Illinois versus Mizzou. I think if you open up the season with a neutral site game against an Illinois, if yeah. you're on this side of the state, or Rock Chalk, if you're on that side of the state at Arrowhead, then you got something. Otherwise, to do these in the middle of the season, I think a lot of this is cleaning up a mess of a schedule that was set by previous administrations where they have bizarro world non-conference opponents. I think Memphis was in a spot where they were trying to be aggressive to get into the Big 12, and the Big 12 was opening up its doors to everybody. Mm-hmm. And now Memphis is like, oh, we gave up a home. This was Memphis's home game. Yeah. The, 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 I don't know. Eli Drinkwitz spoke yeah, incorrectly did. following the game, you know, uh, that, that Missouri gave up a home game to go right. to St. Louis. That's not what it is. But either way, no, I mean, it's this is a terrible football stadium. It was a terrible football stadium when it opened. The greatest show on turf didn't seem to mind it. The greatest show on turf was not a byproduct of the stadium. Right. The greatest show on turf was a, a, a once-in-a-lifetime experience in the NFL, really. And it wasn't because the stadium was so great. It's because the players were so great. The offensive line was so incredible. Um, so now the thing hasn't been updated and then you throw in a, a non-exciting opponent, yeah, it's just not going to be met with a lot of enthusiasm. So I'm, I'm fine with the neutral site games going away. Right. St. Louis oh, and I Kansas agree. City, I just in, in general. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement on that. I don't think it has anything to do with a foothold for Missouri. If Missouri were playing Kansas State and St. Louis, people would have been more enthused about it. Don't get me wrong, but you combine it with the building that it's still nice weather out. I mean, if they were doing this... This is my next question. This is my question. Uh, in in November, but I still think if you're going to do a neutral site d- game and you're going to do it in St. Louis in particular with the Dome, then do it Labor Day weekend, I suppose. I don't know. Either way, I'm just not pro-neutral site game, so I'm fine with it going away. We don't have a good football stadium here. That's That's not, you're not wrong there. Now, if this game was played at Bush Stadium, do you think the excitement and the ticket sales would be doing better? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, it would also look a lot more full. But I, uh, yes, of course, math just mathematically. Right. But, but uh, I still don't think people would be jumping up down about it if you're talking about. I agree. There, there are a variety of factors. Your question: Why I reject the Memphis being, as you said, everything to do with mm-hmm. is it That's the fair. main reason? Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think neutral site games are unless you're a traditional neutral site game that gets everybody going, right, such like as Georgia, Florida, FSA. Uh, you know, then it it's kind of a you know Army Navy. Yeah, it's it's just not it's just not a it's it's just kind of gone by the wayside. It's an outdated thing. Right. Schools want and those cities want the revenue inside of their markets, and also you know it's for the students. Sure. If I'm a student and I'm from anywhere other than St. Louis, I'm not going. Oh, we get to go to the dome <laughs> for our weekend in downtown St. Louis at night. I just that's just not. 
is that realistic? People might not like hearing it. Don't really care. I don't like hearing it. Fine. Doesn't matter. I went to school there just like you, and I, I probably live and die with the football team more than you do, actually. Football I know your basketball. Yeah. Basketball, you certainly do. But uh, still have an obligation to be honest with the audience, and the honest is that, you know, this is, I, it's, just not, it's just not desirable. But at the same time, you pulled it out of Memphis. So in right. that sense, it's a win. Yeah, you're right. The thing that the, you moved a home game to St. Louis is not true. I heard that, and I was like, that 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 isn't right. That's just not right. Um, either way, on to question four. Okay. Colorado State defensive back Henry Blackburn, who administered the late hit that lacerated Travis Hunter's liver and has sent him out for the next three games, has received death threats along with his phone number and address being made public. Why do you think people are so off the rails and that they would do this to a college kid? Is it a social media area, th- social media era thing, or do you think it's a byproduct of the money generated by college football that people sometimes forget that these are kids? Uh, social media anonymity. Yeah. Just you doing know, it behind, yeah. It, I think it's exacerbated by social media because you can have greater volume. You had psychotic behavior uh, well before this, but then that would be in the form of hate mail, snail mail. Mm-hmm. So now it, you can just, do this over social media. I would really like to see people prosecuted for this stuff, though. Hundred percent. I really would. Hundred percent. God, I think it's it, it, it's so, so important yeah, to do that, and somehow right. it's just excused. Well, you know, it's Twitter. Right. His family's uh, home address was also made public yeah. too. I mean, it's just it's disgusting. I mean, well, I think we all in agreement that that was a dirty, blatant, cheap shot. Yes. But, that's, but that then doesn't warrant no. punishment of he or his family receiving death threats. No. You can fall somewhere in the middle. Right. Dirty hit. And, yeah, you know, and that's that. Yeah. I'd like to see a rule where something like that is tossed from the game. You can't do it after the fact because the rule doesn't exist. If you would have hit him with his helmet, it would have. Right. But uh, th- that doesn't then go, oh, well, then, yes, now we dox him on social media and we take him and his family out with death threats. It's, it's craziness. But honestly, it doesn't surprise me, as, as, as sad as that might be. No, I know. I mean, we saw it with local guy, E.J. Liddell, who played at Ohio State after he missed a free throw. He got the same thing. You know, we saw it with, uh, we see it, it seems like every other week, you know, especially with football. Yeah, kicker, random, you know, 19-year-old right. misses a field goal, and then he's done. It sucks. Yeah. Uh, I guess we got time for one more. This one's kind of deep, though. I'm going to do it anyways. Wow, bold. Kind of a random question, but one that I find interesting. From a fan's perspective, do you think a league that is salary capped is better for fan enjoyment than something like baseball, where it's kind of the yes. wild, wild west? What are some of the factors that go into that? Uh, well, competitive balance, both from a team uh, having a floor and a ceiling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand baseball players uh, don't want floors because then that means there'll be a ceiling. Yeah. I, I would like to have both the floor and the ceiling. I also understand why they don't want ceilings because then that caps what their market is. If a team wants to go, oh my God, Aaron Knowles out there and there's only one other pitcher in his market like Blake Snell. So let's see if he can get some ridiculous contract because the Yankees, the Red Sox, and whoever else are going to bid on his services. Yeah. And if they are limited by the cap, as we see, for example, here in St. Louis with the Blues, uh, it, it impacts teams' ability to compete. Sure. For player services, so I understand it. Um, but then you have baseball seasons that that are made up of teams that you know going into the year aren't going to be competitive. Yeah. At the same time, wonderful piece this morning in the Athletic by Ken Rosenthal and Dennis Lynn on the San Diego Padres: quarter billion dollars payroll, third highest in baseball, 
absolute dysfunction, as you might expect. I would imagine within the next three weeks you will see changes, whether it be with Bob Melvin, A.J. Preller, members of the staff. Uh, Mike Schilt is is a part of that organization as an advisor, but he's in uniform. It's a bizarro world set of circumstances out there. So just because you spend money doesn't mean that you will have success. Uh, the Cardinals' core issue is that they didn't tend to the pitching and somehow, for whatever reason, thought that this rotation was going to be good enough to be competitive. And they even have a longer putt to make this offseason. So with that all said, it's time for us to shut it down. Coming up at 1130 on 101 ESPN, BK and Ferrario will have the Blues announcement of the 2023-2024 captain. You will hear that live right here on 101 ESPN during BK and Ferrario. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.